0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The stage is set. The destination. New York City. The field of battle. Rockin' Riley's Pub. The grand prize. Fantasy Baseball Glory. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network's coverage of Tout Wars continues now.
1: And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Town Wars Weekend. I'm Joe Galina. I'm here with Joe P.C.P. I'm here with Michael Florio and Frank Stample. Look, it's primetime drafting season, and the, the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge fantasy baseball package for 2017 is here. Stay ahead of the competition with in-depth articles and insights from our award-winning analysts. Prepare for your draft with our new and improved Cheat Sheet Generator. Get access to fully sortable projections and over 800-player profiles. Enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout for a special discount on the RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Baseball Package. And uh, as we speak, the uh, ale Only Tout Wars Auction League is going on. And uh, looks like uh, Nando's got... Uh, he's filling up his, his uh, roster here.
2: Yeah, he's pretty much wrapped up here. He ended up with Gomes. I just want to uh, go home for early <laughs> guys. I want to go home. When do we start drinking? <laughs> it's, it's beer o'clock already. <laughs> he's got Jan Gomes Derek Norris as his catchers. The interesting thing about the Castellanos pick, real quick, he went for $19 Don't in talk this Castellanos,
1: he'll kill you. No, 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 that's all right, no it's I'm right. all right,
2: it's season long, <laughs> it's season long, at the end, I agree,
0: it's going to be there, in the in the head-to-head, man, I'm
2: just I, terrified. This is interesting to me, because <laughs> no, he went for $1 less <laughs> mm-hmm. than
0: Alex Bregman, right. that should not be a thing. Alex Bregman went for $20, yeah, we, Castellanos we broke, went for $19. Wait, why, in which direction? And, and, no, which direction are you saying why should it happen? Oh, Castellanos is being way overvalued. I mean, he's he should, overvalued. He should not be $1 less than Bregman. I would Bregman rather
2: if... throw in another dollar and get Alex Bregman hands In my down. opinion, yeah. Castellanos should be 5 or $6 less than
0: Alex Bregman. Is Bregman another one of these guys, though, where you get to a point where you say, gosh, the upside is there, but he's got that adjustment year. I mean, he has, I mean look, he hit a wall last year, which is obviously going to happen, right? But at a certain point, you have to also understand that You know, when you're in those moments and you have those kind of players, you have to factor in the sophomore sump, the adjustment, those things that happen in players in year two. Uh, You know, Jason Hayward's year two, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Eric Hosmer's year. Eric Hosmer's a great example, right? Everybody wanted Eric Hosmer to happen. He had a great early part of his career. And then what happens? That second year, big down year. I'm just saying you got to factor that in with guys like Bregman.
2: This is what I like most about what Bregman did last year, though, because we're talking about adjustments. He made adjustments last year. Like he already proved that he can do that. You know, he was struggling. He was struggling mightily. And AJ Hinch said, "Look, you're my guy. I have confidence in right. you." Well, know,
0: some of it's a confidence issue. I, I'm going to leave you too.
2: Batting at the top of that order, what I like about Bregman is that he already showed when he needs to make adjustments, he can do it. He did it last year when he was struggling, and then you know, look, we can all read off the stats down the stretch. He was awesome. You can't just prorate those numbers over the course mm-hmm. of a full season. Obviously, but if he's giving you 270 with 20 home runs and 10 to 12 stolen bases, I think that's an awesome get
1: for 20 bucks now Before we left for break, we, uh, I had mentioned David, teased, Dahl. Teased yeah, the we David, Dahl. David Dahl. Yeah, yeah. we David oh, Dahl. We need a little more time to talk about him. Uh, what do we think about him in terms of... I mean, if you look at his background, he has been a little bit of injury-prone uh, in his minor league career. I mean, yeah. obviously he uh has a lot of talent, good power hitter playing in the Great Park. What's what's your take on? It? He went for 10 bucks on Friday nights uh Well, the Great draft. Park
0: is the big is the big deal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the season long Roto, I think that if you have him for 5 months, 5 months of David Dahl mm-hmm. with the exposure he's getting to Colorado and half of his games, I think is enough to make up the deficit of him missing the first month. Mm-hmm. I actually am glad he's missing the first month because it readjusted his salary to a place where I felt much better about him. Right. There there were moments there in these early, like in labor, I think I saw David Dahl, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, Let's slow, again, another guy, let's slow our roll. Let's find out what this guy is over 162 games. Right. I mean, everybody wants, no, you know, it's funny. Everybody wants to be first to the table, right? To say, I had him, yes. I had him first. Right. I, don't, I don't care who had who first. <laughs> I want to finish first. That's what you... You should care about finishing first more than having guys. If first, you ain't you last, first, you last. Absolutely, man. That's
2: exactly where you need to be. And I guarantee you, if David Dahl was healthy, he'd be a $20 player.
0: Right. right.
2: Yep.
3: David Dahl is interesting because I know you said, like, you see the upside... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Intriguing. Because you see the upside and everything. Do you think in leagues like this, though, where, like, it, it really is like a Ricky-Bobby league, like, you, you have to be first or who else remembers anyone else? There's no, like, surprise for second. Do you no. think people take more chances?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, Mike, I don't know if people take more chances in the in the mixed auction. I there are some of those owners that are more apt to do that anyway because they're those boomer bust kind of owners. Um, like Nando is one of those guys. Nando to me is one of those guys that you look look at his team right now in AL, right? Mm-hmm. His his team right now in AL is a complete boomer bust team <laughs> because he's yeah. got so many of those those guys built in. And if like I said, if enough of them go boom then all of a sudden he's competing. And if they don't, he's done. Right, He's out of it. And he knows that, and he knows that's part of the risk that comes with that. So to me, I, I look at that and I say, where am I judging that risk? Where am I taking that risk on? And how many guys do I want to do it with? It's one thing to do with one or two. It's another thing to do it with an entire roster. I'll say this, too. I don't think you have to do Boomer Bust to be competitive. To me, I think you can build a smart, strong team and compete. It doesn't have to have the sexy Boomer Bust names on it. It's about maximizing that value and that return.
3: One player I like that Nando bought is a guy I actually tweeted about the other day. Uh, Delino De Shields Jr. I, I think it goes under the radar, but he's having a great spring. I know we, we've seen him fail in the past, but he's nine for nine in stolen base attempts this spring, and he has ten strikeouts to ten walks. At least this was. Coming into yesterday, when I when I looked up his numbers for the spring, so I was I tweeted out like if Profar was to you know struggle or anything, maybe they just they give Delino the De Shields another chance. He mm-hmm. he brings some speed. He's right. obviously
0: getting a little bit better. Well, you got play Rua in that mix too. Yeah, you know they love the but Ryan Rua. Uh,
3: Nando has handcuffed both of those guys. He has the Shields and, well, and Profar see, now. Well, the
0: smart thing that Nando's done in this draft is he's backed up the the Boomer Bus with some of the same like you know we talk about the reliever situation he right, did right. he's done that as well with some of these outfielders and and I think that's very smart and you can I think there's a you, it's almost easier to do in the only leagues because those guys are a little less appealing because they're such a, a strange fragment mm-hmm. of players that you want to have and want to spend money on and I don't really want to spend money on Ryan Rua cuz I got to make every dollar count but Nando wants to spend money on Ryan Rua because he owns Profar. You know what I mean? That's that's the way it would shake out in my in my view. And I think it's a little easier in the only leagues to back yourself up. In the 15-team mixed auction, it's a whole hell of a lot harder to get those backup guys. A whole right. hell of a lot.
2: Another reason I like Delano DeShields right now, too, I mean, especially in A only. In most mixed leagues, I don't know that you're taking him. Maybe a late-round flyer, a last-round pick. You look at Carlos Gomez. He hasn't played more than 118 games in each no. of the past two seasons. So, as much as I do like Gomez this year as a bounce-back candidate in a great lineup, he has been injury-prone. If he misses time, Delano DeShields De is a guy who showed us already he can play center field. He's going to steal a bunch of bases. And that's what we're constantly chasing uh, in fantasy, in an AL-only league. Take a <laughs> shot on a, on a stolen base
0: upside guy. I'm laughing because this is the second night in a row now. Uh, the RotoWire team, team, who's, who's been in charge of the spreadsheets, is continuing... Continually calling him Michael Piñata. Yeah, yes, yeah, I, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Not, even, not even Michael now. It's just Piñata. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. And Moustakis is Moose Tacos. Yeah, yeah. Moose Tacos. And that's, that's how you know like who's running the, the sheet. If it's Spore, if it's, right. you know, depending. Like, last night it was Colette. So, you know, it's just absolutely hilarious, man.
1: So, continue our analysis of some of the younger players. Uh, looking at Nando's team. Byron Buxton. He got it for $21. Uh, top-notch. Uh, 21 bucks. Yeah, I mean, tin. he had a, a good he had a good month. <laughs> Right? <laughs> <laughs> he had a good no, month, kick uh, of that, big-time so you know prospect. I, I mean, uh, what do we think about him? Do we think that he could, I mean, you can, uh, can you build on that That last mean, month of you the mean season?
0: Do BJ Upton 2.0? Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Ah, yes. Byron Bucks. You mean well, this, Melvin. Are we going to get another story, guys? <laughs> you might Sit get around the campfire. Right back around. It's story time again here at the, get the so Children's Library. Do you like your kids, like, like, throughout the day, like, all right, no, kids, no, gather around. Yeah, story time. My kids, actually, they do like it when I make up stories.
2: They don't care for these as much. We're going to tell you the story about the young Byron
0: Buxton. Well, here's the thing.
2: Top-notch
1: prospect,
0: right? I and think we and overrate
2: I, his athleticism. I well, really think is, that's well, what that's it's all Well, that's why about. I call
0: him B.J. Upton. Mm-hmm. B.J. Upton, we all forget, was a number one pick. B.J. Upton was a guy that had the same skill set, was a center fielder,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who was actually started off as a middle infielder and then got moved to center field.
1: He but, changed his name to Melvin, too, well, right? Well, because he was trying to hide from his baseball stats the last couple of years. Maybe if I
0: change my name back, to, go back to Melvin. I mean, how do you go from Boss Man Jr. to Melvin? Like, that is a terrible move backwards. I don't care. I he was tired if you're even, of like all the jokes about look, it, bro, him being called BJ.
1: If, I mean, you, I
0: if you hit 190, you better still be BJ Upton. Like, if you're 190 and your name is Melvin Upton, you're really failing on all fronts. But the problem is, we look at him, Uh, Byron Buxton's a guy that's missed significant playing time in his developmental phases. Mm -hmm. I I had a flat-out argument three years ago with Jonathan Mayo (laughs) on air. And I love Jonathan. And Jonathan's fun like that because uh, I have such enormous respect for him. But a flat-out argument how Buxton was number one in the rankings on MLB Pipeline. And I was fighting hardcore for Carlos Correa that year. I said, it's not even close to me. They're they're not even close to the same player. And this was three years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said, "Yeah, but the tools and athleticism." I was like, stop! Don't give me the tools and the athleticism. Give me the baseball player. The tools and the athleticism is Upton. And what did Upton be become? Upton became this guy who would hit 240 with 20 home runs and mm-hmm. 25 steals, and he was a nice fantasy player. <laughs> he would kill you in average. He would kill you in on base. I think that's exactly when I watch I, him. I think his upside, and you'll know this guy. Mm-hmm. I think his upside is Eric Davis. Oh yeah. Yep. If I, I, I look at him, that's mm-hmm. what I see. I see Eric Davis, and really in realistic forms for for fantasy purposes, he's he's BJ Upton slash Melvin Upton two Yeah, good I, I don't know. I, I think Buxton,
3: if he reached what BJ Upton was at, at BJ Upton's best, that it, I don't even know if he can reach that because like looking at BJ
0: Upton, I mean, he had, I think he can reach that. He had a 28, I don't think that's twenty-eight,
3: a twenty-eight homer, thirty-one stolen base season. Like that is very very good. I, I know his average kind of killed you. But kinda. Well, it,
1: it definitely. How excited was everyone when he had that that hot month or two last year?
0: Oh, oh he's, oh, back, yeah, he's like, back! He's back! Shut up! He's back!
1: He, he was twenty twenty last year, believe it or not. <laughs>
0: oh, I know. And now he's going to, <laughs> to Toronto, where everybody goes to resurrect their careers. Well, if we, we ever fail, at least we have that out here, Roto <laughs> right. Experts and and Fantasy Network. We can always go to go to Toronto, and all of a sudden we'll rejuvenate ourselves. You gotta get that high leg kick before yeah. you do your shows and stuff.
2: <laughs> it's, it's a great comparison, though, and I still feel like we're just chasing that monster season Byron buxton had in the minors twenty thirteen where he stole fifty five bases and he hit three thirty four. <laughs> Why, Why are we still taking there? Season? If he you're strikes there, out thirty percent of the time. See if
0: you can find the Jock Peterson season and the George Springer season when you're there, when you're looking. Because yeah. I'd love to see those two that everybody's still bidding on. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to find them, Frank. Let me know if you find them.
3: The thing about Buxton is Even in his hot month of September He struck out almost 34% you, I heard you had a
0: hot month of September last year Did I? Is that true? <laughs> that's what I heard That's a rumor Yeah I was producing You were producing Back then <laughs> That's true <laughs> that's Life was simpler was. Yeah That's what it was <laughs> They're like Oh you know Joe P. appear right? Oh uh, yeah You know some guy in the bathroom I was just washing my hands He goes I saw you doing the radio I recognize you You're famous I was like how first of all How do you recognize me from the radio? Number one Number two I said yeah I'm famous I said, <laughs> Do you know who Peter Rosenberg is? No. You Sounds kinda, like my accountant. You,
3: you kind of... You should... You could... I'm going to pull up a picture. All right, pull it up. I've
0: been... I've I have been,
2: seasons. I have Jock Peterson, George uh, oh, I thought George he was going to give you stats on
1: Peter Rosenberg.
2: <laughs> so, Jock Peterson in 2014... i better looking in, Pete. But, but you, pull off, you don't pull off that
1: kind of look.
0: You know, that's snarky? Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I guess that's... No, I think he's I'm just
2: saying bald guy with a beard kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean...
0: No, 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 you guys kind of... No, this is a similar thing. You, I think you're, you're looping all the bald men together a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, Scott Engel can't be
3: Peter Rosenberg. That's true.
0: <laughs> go ahead, Frank. Go ahead. Give us, give us some baseball stuff. Bring it back, please.
2: Jock Peterson. Yeah. 2014 AAA, 303 batting average, 33 homers, 30 stolen ba- bases. George Springer in 2013, 303, 37 home runs, 45 stolen bases.
1: Well, I know Peterson was in the PCL. Was Springer there also? I mean, that's you got to take that into consideration a little bit. No.
2: Uh, yes, in the in AAA he was playing in the PCL. Yep. Yeah. But that
0: was his AAA and Double A combined that well, year. Well, PCL is always one of those things you got to watch out for. Yeah, the absolutely. In the PCL, will yeah. and and you know, I, it's like we say it every year, <laughs> and then every year people do the same things. They overrate. Remember, here's here's a great one. Here, remember Kyle Banks. Oh, Kyle Banks, Lord of the Pacific Coast League. I mean, there was ever a Game of Thrones like Iron Throne made for a guy for the PCL. It's Kyle Kyle Banks. Mm -hmm. The guy just raked there, and every time he got up to the big leagues and got a chance, crickets. Right, just crickets. You can't take PCL numbers as they are. Go back to double A. It's why I did with Jake Lamb, which is why I believe in Jake Lamb. Because you go back to the double A. You talk
1: about splits, though. Jake Lamb is the yes, guy. I mean, but, he but if you go everywhere. back, historically that's his
0: first full season, and you also talk about the same thing when you go back to minor leagues. Mm-hmm. This was a guy who had a three four five slash.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now the three hundred batting average, four hundred on base, five hundred slugging, that does not grow on trees. You're talking about six guys in the whole league who will put up that, that slash. Mm-hmm. Six. But
1: well, it last looks like year. the diamondbacks are gonna let him work through it, right? And it looks like well, they're gonna get Of give course they are. And
0: they and they should, but at when you're putting up those three, four, five slashes. Mm-hmm. That's a guy. That's an all-star. Mm-hmm. That's a player you need to be aware of. And yeah, yeah, he has some every, negatives. Yeah, when well, you're talking about like Castellanos and, yeah. and Jake Lamb, we're getting Jake Lamb a lot cheaper than mm-hmm. I am. So question for
3: you: I know you're, you're Mr.
1: Splits. I'm split. <laughs> Mr. You, Splits.
0: Could you, <laughs>
3: could you
1: do so, a split? i got president. a lot of. I've got a lot of. nicknames uh, so,
0: a lot of
3: nicknames. <laughs> Mr. Splits, that's yeah. a new nickname now. Oh, He's like
1: Apollo okay. Creed with all those different uh, nicknames, right? <laughs> sounds
3: like a mob name, doesn't it, Joe? Like Mr. Yeah. Split. Yeah. Mr. Hey. Splits. Hey, let me go over
0: and talk to Mr. Splits over there. <laughs> He's, He's the, the one making Splits. those meatballs all angry. <laughs> All right, no. what's the question? So, Do you have time to ask the question? Do you want to hit a break and tease the question? Yeah, why don't we tease you the question? You sure. got a name for don't Mr. Splits. let that Mr. Question. question. for Mr. Splits. <laughs> when we come back, Mr. Splits <laughs> answers all.
1: Mr. Splits <laughs> will answer all your questions uh, at FNTSY like Radio. I'm to be Mrs.
0: Splits tell you the truth. <laughs> we'll I'll be right back nice on the Fantasy
1: Sports Radio Network. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Tap Wars Weekend. Come and join us at Rockin' Riley's Pub on 35th Street in Manhattan between 7th and 8th Avenue within the Renaissance Hotel. I'm Joe Galina. Joe Sapia is with us. He'll be drafting at 3 o'clock uh, the uh, Mixed League, the Mixed Auction uh, at 3 p.m. You can check it out live. Michael Florio is with us. Frank Stanfield's with us. And Actually, we're going to call Joe P. What, what did we say his name? Mr. Splits Mr. Splitz. Mr. Splitz. Splitz. Okay, there you go. Hey, yeah. Mr. Black Book, Mr. Splitz. And uh, Michael Florio, you had a question <laughs> for I forgot him. it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Hopefully, he's got a nice story. I like his stories. I know, right? Joe Maybe <laughs> you can gather I got a lot of tales. <laughs> so, no. Jake Lamb is
3: the one who made me think of it. I heard someone make a case one time for giving young lefties time because growing up, it's a lot more righties. You know they're they're not as a It's not like when you're a right-handed batter, you get used to facing right-handed pitchers. You know, lefty lefty is much more rare. And and when you're growing up and in the minors, so do you give like, young lefties like Michael Conforto or Jake Moustakis. Lamb Mustakis or do you are you more like if you see in their first year or two that they struggled against lefties, do you give them more leeway or you just is that something you
0: kind of stay away yeah, from? Yeah, for lefties against lefties, lefty on lefty crime, yes. That's like a crime. Yeah, I, I think you have to. I, I think for all those reasons, and I think that is very fair. That's a fair assessment of that. And you have to be patient. A lot, you know, the difference of playing in the keeper leagues and the dynasty leagues is the patience with these things. Mm-hmm. If you believe in a player and you've done the research on the player, and you know the minor league numbers, and you believe that he can translate those, if you don't get them in year one or year two, you know, you can't necessarily panic. It depends on what you're paying for those guys now, too. If you mm-hmm. made a big investment on them and they're eating into your everyday roster budget, then maybe it's not the right guy to be keeping. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the other trick, too. Those leagues where you have keepers and dynasties with the young players, and you have dollar amounts, and then the salary bumps every year, or the ones where they're just straight keepers. Straight keepers, hell, you can wait forever, you know, on these guys, depending on how big the roster is. Right. At what point do we say a lefty just can't hit
2: left-handed pitching?
0: Uh, I think... I think three to four years into a career. Mm -hmm. I think if you don't get it by the third or fourth year, then you're going to be basically a platoon player. It's like Justin Bohr. Justin Bohr, Curtis Granderson... Mm-hmm. You know. But they'll keep trotting him out against no, and, trying not, him. and not Michael Conforto. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like oh, well, we worry about Michael Conforto hitting lefties. Well, well how about Curtis Granderson? Can we, <laughs> and get, Jay a, Bruce. Can we get They both had 200 against I mean, holy crap. I mean, can we please? I mean, if I, was, if I was in the Nationals, I would just find a bunch of lefties and just, you know, like, like how the Rays would do that and they'd just, like, basically, you know, rank on the Yankees last right, year remember right. they brought up a bunch of lefties for that one series it was yeah. like Snell and two other guys and it's like the big middle finger to the Yankees right, right. it's like we know you can't hit lefties ha ha we're gonna win this series gonna and then they Snell at you. and that's like that was like their big victory the of the year it was winning Gonzalez. that one series mm-hmm. right? Gio
3: yeah. every day against
0: it's the Gio. <laughs> Gio and Gio and Giro
2: I wanted to bring up uh, Jock Peterson. We kinda mentioned him earlier before and we've had a we've had spirited discussions about Jock Peterson in the past here on the shows between Michael Florio and myself. So I wanted to see, see where you stand on, on Jock Peterson. He's another guy who how, how long do we give him against left-handed pitching? Dave Roberts has come out and said, all right, Jock Peterson is going to play every day, but how much do we trust that when they have guys like Kike Hernandez who can rake against left-handed pitching? They have Franklin Gutierrez who they purposely bring in to bat against left-handed pitching. So do we see Jock Peterson playing every single day? And if we do, I mean, don't we have to factor in that if he's playing against left-handed pitching, that's going to drive his batting average down as well? At this point, probably, but what are their options? You know, I mean, like Kiki I look Hernandez at, rakes against left-handed it, pitching. It,
0: look, I, I think Don Mattingly is at a point now where there's a lot of pressure to win. So if you tell me that Kiki's going to eat into his at bats, I'm not shocked by that statement at all. I don't think anybody's job is safe out there in that outfield. That outfield is such a cluster yeah. between Tolls and Vance, like and Puig and, and all these guys. I mean, those kind of situations, situations are ones I run the opposite direction from. Because I don't want the headache of that. I want the guy that I know has the job. And this is why I also say, in these leagues, especially like in the one that I'm drafting in a couple hours, the position that's scarce is outfield. hmm
1: Because... we you start in five?
0: Start five no.
1: times 15 mm-hmm.
0: plus the utility spots, which are going to be outfielders for the right. most part. Well, I would say 10 to 12 of the 15. hmm so you're already almost 80 deep into that outfield pool. Is it OBP or average? OBP. It's OBP. <laughs> See, that's, I think Jock Peterson in that kind of you format. You can make would, the case yep. for him to 3. OBP yep. last year. It's decent.
3: Uh-huh. And he's hit 25 or, homer, or more homers more home. 332 the past two years. is decent. No, 350. Oh, 350. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Sorry. mother and decent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's hit 25 or more homers the last two years. His hard hit rate is consistently hovering in the 37,
0: 38% right. range. Ho- he hits the ball hard when he hits it. The mm-hmm. problem is the consistency in which he makes contact. He still strikes out a lot. He strikes out a lot. Doesn't but make but productive he, outs. he does strike out. But to me, the walks
3: kind of make up for those strikeouts in a little this, bit. In this format, yes. yes.
0: I would agree with that statement in this format. But if you don't address outfield, you end up kind of at the end – dealing with these platoon guys, these non-everyday players, because look, there's only 90 active outfielders every night in Major League Baseball. It's mm-hmm, simple. Mm-hmm. You know, look, like, I don't like math all that much, but I like <laughs> I like counting money. And, and if you're going to be honest about it, the simple math is three times 30 is 90. Right. And if you're 80 deep into the fantasy pool of outfielders, that's not a pool I want to be swimming in by the mm-hmm, time it gets mm-hmm. to that. that You'll see me be early and often and and spend a fair amount of budget on outfield because I don't want I'm okay with a couple, you know, cheap guys in the back end. Mm -hmm. But I cannot leave that. Plus you also then start to force other people in the draft to overpay and compensate when you drown the pool at Outfield in this kind of draft. And last night Jock Peterson went for fifteen bucks. He
2: went for five more dollars than Chris Davis with a K. Yeah, which I don't It seems kind of outrageous. He he only went one dollar less than Batista
0: that's a little relative and Matt odd Kemp. though, because you talk about what Spore did, which is so abnormal. So all of a sudden you got weird inflation rates. What, yeah. Would
1: he go for uh, Peterson? Peterson also-
0: went for fifteen. And Batista yeah. went for sixteen. It also Matt depends Kemp on when he was like you know brought up. Right. Yeah. Now, it's funny you mentioned Matt Kemp, right? For sixteen, yeah. the same price. I'll take Matt Kemp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what, what I'm getting for from me. Matt Kemp. It's not even close. I mean, you can't. You, the guy who's in the middle of the order. Who drives in hundred runs every year. I mean back to years. twenty five to thirty home runs. Yeah. Um, last year you saw his upside, he hit thirty five. And the Braves have done more around that lineup and they're starting to improve. I don't know how the new ballpark's gonna play, but mm-hmm. I mean I can't play I mean I can't say it can't play worse Jeez. than yeah. Atlanta, Fairly but it seems like a neutral. A but
2: I actually looked it up. It's very similar to how Turner Field was already. Mm-hmm. I believe the right field porch might be a little bit shorter. I think they're kind of like building it around Freddie Freeman because he's pretty much the
0: mainstay there. No, you know, like the like the Mets built city field around David Wright. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah that, <laughs> was, yeah, that was great. <laughs> that, that
1: worked out great. Yeah. yeah, that
0: was smart construction.
1: Continuing <sighs> with the outfielders uh, so in last night's draft, <laughs> your buddy George Springer went for 28 bucks, but Cargo went for 20 yeah, and the, and, and
2: <laughs> I listen to the Black Book. I know that you're not big on Springer.
1: I know that's why I brought him up. <laughs> he's
0: fine. Uh-huh. Springer's fine.
2: He's, he's fine, fine, but he's
1: not. But what okay. is? I, people he still, still valued. Think, people lane. still
2: think that he can be a 30-20 guy. Right. It's just right. not that's what happen. they're bidding on. He's not and going to steal twenty
0: bases. He he's <laughs> he got caught stealing more than he stole last yeah. year. That is Good a huge point, red yeah. flag. Mm-hmm. Just because you're fast doesn't mean you can steal bases on the major league level. It's just not the case. And he's volume dependent. He led the entire league last year. Let's not make it seem like he stole all that many. He stole nine. It wasn't like he stole 20 and he got caught 21 times. He stole nine and he got caught 10. He's been running more in spring, though. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a
3: sign of anything to
2: come, but... I he guess. needed 744 plate appearances last year, which led the MLB just to hit 29 home runs. Well, see,
0: that's what people look at. They love Springer because of the volume, mm-hmm. the top of the order volume. But well, before that, thing.
2: he's missed a ton of time with injuries. How can you guarantee me this guy's going to play 162 him to games? A good year, last he's year. got a lot of stamp in him.
1: played a, a bit. <laughs> I agree with you 100 yeah. What, what do you think about Stan? I mean, I, I'll be bringing him up early.
2: I'm not not in on Stanton at all. I think Springer's being overdrafted. A guy, he should not be going in the second round of 15-team drafts. Mm -hmm. Even in the third round, give me Nelson Cruz instead. I'll take that every single time.
0: Nelson Cruz every time and twice on Tout Wars. I mean, why? Why not? I mean, a guy hits forty home runs every year. And he's he's not going to play the field, so you don't have that injury risk that's out there for him nearly as much in the field. I mean, Stanton's just we're drafting time Stanton
2: again. for his upside,
0: which is what Nelson Cruz does every year, mm-hmm. right? Forty to forty-two home runs, two eighty batting possibly average. Put better verbiage on it. That's exactly what happens. And Stanton he's isn't going to hit for batting face. average right. either. See, everyone thinks Frank Stanton's just a pretty face. He's <laughs> well, he was a pretty
1: face, but not just. A well, not pretty. just. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Not just. I'm just going <laughs> to wear the hat. You know, what? I, want to look I never at the man know. I never. Know what he's going oh, to look gone, like Joe. with his Joe, facial Joe's, hair? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Snapp, I it, yeah. You had a but hat I kind of have like uh,
2: like sleep hair, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to sleep hair is better
0: than no hair. So. And you never <laughs> know how
1: the facial hair is going to be. He grew out the beard in full now. At one point, nice. he almost had like a Fu Manchu, right?
2: Yeah, I could curl the mustache a little <laughs> bit. On, on
3: BFS, we keep trying to get Frank to do the Triple H, where it's like the mutton oh,
0: chops in, into and the, just beard. the beard, the I beard mean, into the like mustache. Yeah, then you can be the game. It's time, time to play, play the game. game. The Frank. Love, Triple, H. Triple H is great. <laughs> last,
1: <laughs> last night, uh, one pitcher that uh, caught my eye, Kyle Hendricks, went for nine bucks. What? No?
2: Keeps getting disrespected.
1: What do you think, Joe? Crazy that's yeah, that Nine cheap. bucks, right? Crazy.
0: Like, okay, so, so let's, let's flip it around. What is it about Kyle Hendricks that you don't believe in? Like that's
1: that's my question I think it's because he doesn't throw ninety five. I think he throws people. He's off. He's not
0: going
2: to have a low two ERA,
0: but two point five to three. I mean, he talk induces,
2: about a steady guy, right? He induces Look, some he of the most three soft three contact a, in even the if he MLB. He has a three
0: and change ERA. It's still good. He's still going to play on that Cubs team, and you talk about not chasing wins. He, just by accident, he's going to get wins with that offense.
3: So I. I Hendricks was a guy I was all over last year. I owned him in, a, in almost every league I was in.
1: He was really uncomfortable about it, too. He said, get this guy Florio away from me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I do kind—I of, think his ERA could be more, a little, like, 3.1, 3.2, because, just because the, it's going to be hard for the Cubs' defense to replicate just how good they were last year. Like, all five of the Cubs' starting pitchers were in the bottom 12 in, in BABIP. Mm-hmm. So even if he takes, you know, a little bit natural regression there, I, I still think, though, you're going to get great command. You're going to get a very low whip. And it's not like this guy doesn't strike anyone out. The last two years, he's averaged over eight Ks per nine.
1: Right. I agree. Uh, I want to talk more about uh, some of the young outfielders. We've already spoken about a few, but I want to get your take when we come back on uh, Ryan Healy and Hunter Renfro. I know that uh, Frank loves Hunter Renfro, and and he's got a lot of power behind him, but we'll see. I want to know what Joe P. Spear thinks. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update, hey, hey. Tout Wars Weekend. I'm here with Joe P. Sapia. I'm Joe Galena, by the way, and Michael Florio and Frank Stample. And uh, we had talked about uh, some of the young guns in fantasy, uh, the Trey Turners. We talked about Ben Benintendi, David Dahl. We kind of even uh, brought up uh, Alex Bregman. Um Two other guys I, I want to get uh, Joe Pizza's take on uh, Ryan Healy uh, for the A's. I mean, not much fantasy value out of the A's, right? But uh, this guy's been getting a lot of love. I actually like him. Uh, looks like he, by the end of the season, I mean, he might even be eligible at third and first. He had a, a big uh, second half when he got called up. I'm uh, surprised uh, with some of that power that he was showing. I think he changed his, his swing or whatnot. What do what are you thinking about? I uh, think Hillier? Ryan Hillier's
0: a nice player. Yeah, uh, I think he's a really nice player too. For where you're you're getting him, yeah. You want to talk about a guy that I would certainly target late in a deeper league as a corner guy? I'm mm-hmm. not there with him as a starting first or third baseman, mm-hmm.
1: but as a corner, as yeah. a
0: corner guy, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely there with him. And you know, it's funny. You talk about Bregman, right? At the end of the year, if Bregman was 20 and 15, you would look at that and say that's pretty good. And, and I, you know, I, I think that. Although he's not going to give you stolen bases, I think you look at Healy, I think power-wise, run-wise, RBI-wise, I don't know how far off in this year, in 2017, they're going to be. Mm-hmm. So I'll take the cheaper Ryan Healy if I have that opportunity. That's that's just me personally. Right. And I, I like Bregman. As a, as, a, as a long-term investment, absolutely sold on Bregman. I think he's a terrific young player. But right now, I want to win. Like I said, you know, right. it's like, I don't care about, I don't want the sexy team. I want the winning team. Mm-hmm. The winning team. That That's the sexy team. The sexy team's the one that wins, not the ones that wins the draft. Right. Or gets the most hype around the draft. It's the one that at the end of the year, it's the top of the standings.
1: Would you be more comfortable taking, let's say, a Hunter Renfro who's going way deep in, in drafts, as opposed to uh, uh, maybe a dollar or a Benintendi, because we're not 100 percent sure what we're going to get out of Benintendi <laughs> yes. and doll and there's less risk involved with a Hunter Renfro. Absolutely,
2: I've, mm-hmm. I've actually never heard your thoughts on Renfro, so I'm I'm in I'm not I'm, I'm not very interested I'm intrigued. Last year, <laughs> hey, watch it, my hands right on that bell.
0: Uh, I I think you know you can't you got to throw that small sample size out first of all mm-hmm. when you're talking about Renfro. Right, uh, but uh, what do I say? Go back to the double A numbers, right? The double A numbers were good for mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro. For Renfro, I think he can. He's got a great Scooby Doo name too. Renfro. But I would think that um, because you can get him so late as a fifth outfielder, mm-hmm. terrific as a utility guy, great in the shallow league. I'd love to have Hunter Renfro on my bench and let him sort of develop a little bit. Because they are so bereft of talent there in some other spots in the outfield, because Margot is dealing with an injury, because Alex Dickerson is dealing with an injury, mm-hmm. I look at Renfro having a clear path. I look at Renfro, last year PCL numbers, are they're insane. <laughs> the PCL the numbers last year are insane. Right. Dial that back. Don't look for that. My expectation for him, if he can hit between 15, 20 home runs, if he can... Uh, hit for 270 average. I think that's a reasonable expectation for him. Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting him to hit 300. I'm not expecting him to hit 30 bombs. That's not his 2017 projection, if you will. But because of the volume, I think that that's a player that he's going to get stuck with, even if he does have peaks and valleys. And in fantasy, you have to weigh that opportunity. Mm -hmm. He's going to have an opportunity that's going to be unfettered. And I think when you have a Hunter Renfro who's like that, who you're there, know the peaks and valleys aren't going to affect his playing time like Jock Peterson or somebody like that. Where right. if he starts so to struggle, oh, we got to the Dodgers, get up. Yeah. Right, San Diego has zero options. Have you seen yeah. the San Diego rotation boys? <laughs> oh, have yeah, you looked at joke the that, right it, that is uh, the San Diego ago. rotation? Jared
2: Weaver opening day.
0: It is. I can't fathom like if you look at the Cincinnati Reds and you go well Cincinnati Reds rotation bad then you go over and you, I think the Cincinnati Reds they go over on Roto World or wherever and they mm-hmm. look at the rotation of San Diego and they go hey guys <laughs> pretty we're good not here. that bad <laughs> 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 like that makes them feel better about themselves
2: I actually really like Hunter Renfro this year I think that he can compete with 25 home runs I re- certainly think it's, it's possible. possible
1: he has you, the power you but.
2: mentioned uh, the volume he's going to play against left-handed and right-handed pitching mm-hmm. I mean every day the, yeah. you look at his splits in the minor leagues he hits against both he actually he mashes left-handed pitching And he holds his own Against right-handed pitching So I really like that He can hit for power Against both sides uh, Left-handed, right-handed I don't, And he's a guy Who has plus power It's not like Petco Park Is going to limit him Like the, the home runs That he hits Are monster shots So mm-hmm. I think that he can Approach 25 home runs a season Because he strikes out A decent amount The batting average Might fluctuate He might be a 250 260 kind of guy
0: But I certainly think 25 home runs is possible
2: I wouldn't it's project not, it
0: It's not but impossible you can, But right. you could get it I mean, but, yeah. There you go Right now you're Talking about upside but you've spent nothing for that upside, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah, to Trey Turner, where you're right. spending first round, right, first round real estate Value, on a guy yeah. with upstate uh, upside. With you, uh, not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what his baseline is. You have to know the player's floor, especially in the first round. You can't look. You can't win. <laughs> A fantasy league in the first round, or with the you know first couple picks, or the you know the first part of your budget, but you can certainly lose it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because if you make that wrong investment early on, it is hard to come back from that. If I'm going to be wrong, let me be wrong in round sixteen, right? Not in round one or two. It's just that's just dumb. Why 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 take on that risk? Like if we're drafting Hunter Renfro for his
2: ceiling, he's probably a third outfielder right now. A guy who could give you twenty five home At runs best, and hit two sixty. Yeah.
0: At best, he's a third. But outfielder.
2: right now, you're getting him like Joe mentioned, fifth outfielder or utility player. Right. Why not take a shot on
1: him there? So, Joe, how, uh, we. Oh, and oh, one more okay, thing, Joe, sure, just sure. so I throw it
0: on there. Yeah. And the other thing in his favor is he plays in San Diego. Mm-hmm. These guys are playing the small market teams. They got, Nobody wants no that. Pressure. It's all right. sexy. <laughs> if Hunter Renfro is playing in Boston, we're oh, talking about it. him yeah. like they're talking about Benettendi. Yep. yep. But because he plays in the West Coast and because he's playing on a team. You have to take advantage of those small market teams. Like Tampa is one of those teams every Ryan year. Ryan Healy, too. He's another guy. Healy's another, Healy's one. another mm-hmm. guy. We,
3: had, we yeah. had a Royals writer on once on a Fantasy First Look. Yep. And. He said the only, every year all the Royals players get underrated or you know they're they're not in the limelight, like you said, except for Eric Hosmer. He said he's the Hosmer. one exception. And mm-hmm.
0: Hos- Kane was too for a little while there too. I don't want to hear about telling me about Kane. That was another guy who you know, if he saw the field half as much as people want him to, it'd be great. But he never does. And he also looks like Tell me I mean Lorenzo Cain looks like they're supposed to look like, right? You see that swing, you go, My God, this guy must crush the ball. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a lot of power at all. Right. He looks like he should. He looks like a middle of the order guy, but sorry, he just home run guy. You know, if I had Lorenzo Cain's body (laughs) Let me it's, tell you, you I would hit 30 fit. bombs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be fit, fat, but no, I would. I would a, just yeah. be fit. <laughs> but I, I, I would. I would absolutely be hitting 30 home runs every year because he's not getting the most out of that body. Mm-hmm. Not with the swing. Not what he does.
1: Well, there's different ways of getting power, right? So a lot of guys yeah. they'll get power out of their wrists. I he gets like power nowhere. Yeah. Jocelina gets power out of the forearms. <laughs>
0: not <laughs> baby, mine's my calves. I get power out of my calves. You know, look at these calves. It was a shame, you know. No one ever sees them, so it's. Yeah. Stand just
1: walk the around table, with shorts. Have,
2: even even during the winter, just wear shorts. You're right, I could do a that. A lot of people
1: do. I, I, mean, I wear shorts yeah. year round. I can't not? do that, man. You're tougher than me, you. Joe. You're a tough guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joe's so, a tough guy.
1: Hey, oh, wait. So uh, we can't do a, a fantasy uh, draft show without mentioning speed. I mean, everyone's talking about speed this year, right? So, Joe, how are you tackling speed? Are you. Like amphetamines? The- <laughs> <or>? <laughs> <laughs> are you the kind of guy that maybe you'll look to get. Two big guns in terms of you know like yeah. like a, like a, a VR bases, uh, yeah, yeah. A, and, and
0: I don't want them to be the I don't want him to be the one dimensional guys
1: either. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna so pay for you're the not guy. gonna be the guy I'm, that gets a guy that's like ten fifteen steals like a bunch man, of them.
0: Marte mm-hmm. guy, right? i right, okay. I'm I'm in that pool. Mm-hmm. That's the pool I'm swimming in, and right. I want to because then I have to find a way to make up for D Gordon or mm-hmm. Peraza or Hamilton. And I'm telling you right now, you know it's. Look, I don't want to say you pay to an extent where it hurts your team. Mm-hmm. But if you don't make some sort of budget concession for it in an auction right. in a league like this, it's going to hurt you. And it, it, you can make up power later. Mm-hmm. You can. Now, oh, look, you can make tons up, of
1: 20 home run guys. Right, You can right. find
0: 20 home runs, you know, 15 rounds deep into it. We'll talk about Hunter Renfro, right? Mm-hmm. Where's he going to go? A couple bucks. Right. Maybe I get 20 out of him. Mm-hmm. The problem is, if you wait, the guys you're going to get. Thirty steals out of are the Dysons and you know maybe Raji Davis right. and those kind of guys and they come with Although significant. Dyson, all negatives. of a he's got
1: leg fatigue. What the heck is leg fatigue? I don't know. <laughs> I mean,
0: you know, all, you know, for these guys, for great athletes, I mean, God, they have yeah. a lot of. You know, that's why I can't watch the NBA. You guys know I'm all, I'm just ragging on the NBA. Yarimir Yager is like 45 years yeah. old and that guy's on the ice every night. I was what's him, wrong with Jared Dyson.
1: I was telling Frank and Mike with all these stiff backs that everyone complains about this spring. That seems to be the injury of well, the that's spring. Actually, that's stiff back. Stiff you need back a, is code for a hungover. All
0: right. I just want you. you that's need really what's over. Right. You need well, to that's why you? I know it. It's, it's stiff back. I gotta. Hey, 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 boss. I gotta, I gotta stiff back today. All right, skip. Can I get? Oh, yeah, yeah. I gotta stiff back. Yeah, sure. You know why he's got a stiff back?
1: Don't you? Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> he was out the night before. There you
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned Peraza now. Uh, uh, Peraza and D Gordon uh, of the two. Uh, I guess in a snake draft you get Praza a lot later but last night uh d Gordon went for 19 bucks praza went for 15. are you buying into uh Paraza, and are you down on Gordon like so it seems like a lot of people are down on D Gordon uh, well this they're season. down on D Gordon because I think there's people you know are disappointed in him after that PED. No, <laughs> okay. yeah,
0: well, no, you know what you laugh but I don't yeah. I don't think that that's far off mm-hmm. I think there's a certain extent where people go well okay how does that impact his game but you know I remember what like remember after Melky got banged for his, he was fine afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like, the people who think that it changes dramatically or or whatever, it doesn't. And that's why, you you know, steroids, PEDs, anything, all these things, what they do is they make good players great, great players all-stars and Mm -hmm. all-stars legendary. Right, And that's the thing, when you get to the Bonds level of talent, Mm -hmm. that's what takes a, a great player... Maybe an all time great player makes him a legendary one.
1: Right, right. Or the
0: Clemens. And that, to me, that's the only bump. It doesn't make you all of a sudden a good baseball player.
1: Right. You know, if you told me I could kept to have playing some ball. Under- underlying skill. If you told course. me
0: this little pill would have allowed me to keep playing ball, I would have kept playing ball. Mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. have taken the pill. Right. You know, it's like the Matrix. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and why? Because I love playing. And, mm-hmm. and D. Gordon was a guy that his frame wasn't holding up. He's trying to bulk up. He's trying to do these things. And he mm-hmm. took something he shouldn't have mm-hmm. to try to do that. Now, if D Gordon has a good first half, I would be skeptical of him holding up over the second. I think that's something to consider when you have a D Gordon. Mm-hmm. But I would say outside of that, that D Gordon is is also a guy people question. Can he sustain the batting average? Because if he doesn't sustain the batting average, you go then from a guy who's maybe two to three categories to just two. Right, and that's troublesome. How about you, Mike? What do you think of D? I'm not taking D. I'm not.
3: i, I <laughs> early on in the year. I actually wrote an, ex, an article for Roto Experts about how seals are down. Only I believe only 28 players last year had 20 or more. So I was saying like you have to pay up for these guys like a D Gordon or Billy Hamilton. But at that time, you know, we did a Roto Expert mock draft. I got Billy Hamilton in the eighth round. There, I'm okay with it. We did one. A, a couple Hamilton weeks. made
0: strides last year. He did. He had a big second hand. I'm the biggest anti-Hamilton guy there is, but I have to, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to, I have to call where it is. It's true. He He was
1: one of the most vilified. He's going in the fourth round now. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, Like I I don't want to take a guy in the fourth round who's going to give me two categories, maybe three at best. So that's why I have, I had to agree with a lot of what Frank said earlier. I put precedence on a guy like a VR or a Marte, who they can't give me 15 homers and. You know, an average that's not going to kill me, and they'll score a lot of runs because they're hitting in the top of the order. I know Marte may hit cleanup at times, mm-hmm. but he's—they're going to give me forty stolen. Even even if Marte drops down into the thirties, they're going to give me stolen bases. They're gonna, but they're going to also help me in other categories. Right.
2: Well, the original question was D Gordon or Jose Peraza, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I mean. I actually took Peraza in one of my NFBC drafts. I took him in the seventh round. Mm -hmm. There, I'll take a chance on him. But D. Gordon, Billy Hamilton, those guys went early fourth. Mm -hmm. So you ask me who would you rather have, Peraza in the seventh, take a shot on a guy who can actually hit for average. His his bat tool in the minor leagues was a legit thing. He could hit Mm 290-plus and steal 40 bases. I wouldn't be surprised. But D. Gordon, I mean, absolutely no power. He's hurting you in two, maybe three categories, and he's going in the fourth round. Give me Peraza in the 7th, or even late 6th. Yeah, you
0: know, Peraza's, Peraza's still 60-plus in the minor leagues a couple yeah, of years. Yeah. Now, here's the thing to always keep in mind, with minor leagues, steal totals... Yeah. They are inflated. They, the catcher, well, they're inflated because you don't have catchers who are nearly as good throwing runners out. Bad mm-hmm. pickoff moves moves. all. Right, the pitching's not as good. So, so in terms of keeping runners on. So, mm-hmm. that's why when you get to the big leagues... You know, when you think back about Ricky Henderson, Ricky Henderson's so great because Ricky Henderson wasn't just fast. Ricky Henderson understood the art of stealing bases. Right. And that is something that you absolutely have to take into account, that it's not just about speed and athleticism, not at the major league level. The talent is too good, unless you're, of course, against John Lester.
1: In which case, <laughs> you,
0: unless Cage, I believe that Joe Galena would have at least uh, a 50% chance of stealing. I'm um, <laughs> 50-50. <laughs> I'm gonna have a coin flip for you, Joey. Oh. Coin flip, you can steal a base on John Lester. How about that? You buying that? When he tries out for the Phillies next year, yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna buy now. <laughs> All
1: right, why don't we take a break right there? And I'm gonna be uh, running around the studio just in, in preparation uh, for uh, my tryout with the Phillies. We'll be right back. Yeah, give me some sprints in between in the break. <laughs> we'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Hi, this is Tom Verducci from
2: Sports Illustrated, MLB Network, and Fox, and you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio
1: Network. We are back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And uh, we've got wall-to-wall coverage on the network of uh, Tout Wars Weekend. Uh, Corey Parson, the Fantasy exec, is going to be taking over uh, at 1 p.m. And then uh, Jake Sealy will be here. Uh, I am Joe Glean. I'm here with Joe P. Sapia, who's drafting at 3 p.m. Uh, and uh, Michael Florio Frank Stample will be saying, Hey, look, this is the place to be this weekend. Come out today to Rockin' Riley's Pub... 35th Street. Really nice weather eight.
0: outside today, too. 60 yeah. degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was supposed to rain. I thought it was supposed to rain today. It looks but pretty damn sunny out there, there right know. now. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Bro, my umbrella and everything. It said rain I in the too. forecast. Weathermen. <laughs> They're the only <laughs> people who get things wrong more than fantasy experts, and nobody cares. <laughs> there
1: you go. So, Joe, you're uh, drafting in two hours.
0: Yes. So I better eat and take a nap or something. I do there something. You
1: I there you go. All right. Um, let me ask you what do you think about. Uh, the catcher position in terms of... Uh, <laughs> oh boy. This will be a he, short segment. Do, uh, do, you yeah? do you
2: buck bashes and that's how you handle catchers or what? So like <laughs> last night Buster
1: Posey went for 21 bucks. Uh, Wilson Contreras went for 13. Um, b- what do you think about Posey? I mean, is do you think that he's starting to we down a little bit. I know he's, what is he, like 29 or something? But, uh, I mean, do you believe in Posey? I I don't believe in paying up for catcher at all. And, okay. and this is the reason why, because there's only in... Even in a two-catcher league, right? In a right? two-catcher league either,
0: mm-hmm. because what in, in eventually happens is you end up with that big catcher, because you spent 20 bucks on him, right? And then what do you end up with left to catcher two? Mm-hmm. Look, like, if you're going to back it up, if you're going to take Posey and Lucroy... Okay, mm-hmm. like, but that's the only way. And then, even so, I kind of disagree with that because then, at the end of the day, in the auction, you know, in a snake, if you do that, you can actually make it work. Mm-hmm. But in the auction, you're going to get screwed on the back end when you're fighting over outfield and fighting over pitchers. You're you're going to get one dollar over quite a bit. Right. But when you have these two catcher leagues. When you end up with that top guy, what happens is then when you end up with the dollar guy after that, all you've done, just like that Kershaw conversation, is you've marginalized all the good work, mm-hmm. all the positive RPV that that guy's done for you, Right. By bringing in the negative guy. So what do you do? You took the top level stuff and the bottom guy who sucks, who's underneath the fantasy league average, and you just went, and you're back to the middle. So why not just spend... Six bucks on Beef Castillo and another six bucks on Yadier Molina and there right. you go, there's your catcher.
1: Even a Wheaters, right? Wheaters is in a good spot Wieters in is uh, fine. Uh, I am not a Wheaters right? guy
0: either. Look, the, the injury quotient on catchers is so high. Mm-hmm. It's just not a good investment. Right. In, a, in an auction, I don't think it's a good investment. And I'll tell you what, I spent last year I spent three dollars on my catchers mm-hmm. and I finished fourth, right? With that strategy, and and was was winning the league for the entire from July through August mm-hmm. with that same strategy. I spent a dollar on Nick Hundley and two dollars on Yadier Molina off the injury when nobody respected the old man. There you go. Why yeah. again? Let's like Adrian and No, nope, once you hit thirty something, that's for, you're dead to that's all what the fantasy these guys, guys. Think by the way. I know, but they're young yet. <laughs> yeah. They'll see someday. They'll see when you start pushing forty, what happens? You're young yet.
2: I can't justify paying <laughs> up for, for catches, too, just based on volume, right? Like, if you're going to use right, that's the other part. Y- your mm-hmm. money in an auction, how can you use $20 on a Buster Posey who is not going to get the same amount of at-bats as a $20 outfielder
0: uh, McCutcheon or something like that? Is Buster Posey statistically a $20 player in your eyes without his position next to him? Looking at a statue, is that a $20 player to you? No, he gets hyped up because he's, right. he plays the catcher and position. That's the point. Although yeah. he might be a, an
3: elite catcher, he's not an elite player. I compared it to I didn't. I don't have the numbers exactly offhand, but I know I looked at his numbers compared to like first base, which is the other in some leagues he has eligibility there because I wrote a whole article about how you shouldn't overpay for the, that versatility. Some guys it comes in handy, but in a, a guy like Posey. You, you draft him, you're going to use him as catcher. I will never take him because I don't buy up. I'm like you, I don't pay up early for catchers. But in points league, he was, by a wide margin, the number one catcher. I believe he was like the 16th first baseman. And then if you look at all his roto numbers, he finished more so amongst first basemen in like the 10 to 15 range than he did in, in top 10 in any of the five standard categories. So yeah. you're you're getting a good numbers from the weakest position in baseball, you compare it to almost any other position, you're still losing out.
0: The two-catcher league in general right now, the two catcher like it's, it's becoming more
1: prevalent, no? Uh,
0: no, it's, it's been the standard in these <laughs> leagues forever, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it was fun when it was Javi Lopez and mm-hmm. Mike Piazza mm-hmm. and those guys, now oh, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Man. Like, the 10-team league, I can justify the two catchers because you want to get into the pool deeper than just 10. Mm-hmm. You know, 20 deep a catcher, okay, now we're playing. Like, to have the two catchers in the 10-team league. Mm-hmm. But in the fifteen team league, it's just gross. Like when you get to these guys it's just ugh. Who wants Kurt Suzuki? Like I'll end up with <laughs> Kurt Suzuki, and I'm just gonna go all right, like whatever.
1: As so as he gets his 300 at bats, right? Uh, God, <laughs> you know. and
0: then, then there's that strategy too of just taking the like take Barnhart and Mesuraco. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you know what I take did? Two
3: guys from the one team. I'm in a 15 team NFC, two catcher draft. I took Vote in
0: like the middle teens, and, and mm-hmm. then Vote's not bad. There's, no, no I like Vote. I think he's a little he's, overlooked, he's fine. Yeah, but he's in that. I'm just fine with Stephen Vogt. Like, yeah, I think that's a sitcom from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> there,
3: there was this, a run on second catchers in like the 18th, 19th round. And I didn't want one. I waited till round twenty-eight. I just took Jorge Alfaro as my second catcher, and then I'm gonna have to get some of these scrubby catcher twos. Yeah, no, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take a. I'm trying to blank on the Blake Swihart. I'm gonna try and take some of these lottery tickets and hope that one hits, rather than pay up a, a ten rounds earlier to get a guy like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the guys But who look went at the late. inflation like, on the AL Only league mm-hmm. right
0: now on on catchers, right? You yeah, get like sleep an Alex an Alex Avila who goes for $5. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's this is why I hate only leagues. Uh James McCann spending $13 on uh excuse me $5 on James McCann. Uh what is he? Here? Volk was 12 in this league. Mm-hmm. Beef Castillo went for 13. So, you're talking about spending for catchers and then you got Gary Sanchez going for $25. Now, I like Gary Sanchez. He's a great player. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a nice player for. Years. I said it from the start. I will own him in zero league. I this just year. can't justify spending as much on him exactly. as I would spend on Xander Bogarts, mm-hmm. which is practically what you're spending. And kind I think of that's surprising
1: hard. to me to see uh, Mike Zanino kind of. Uh, uh, and bucks, I'll tell you what. Right? I
0: will take the dollar, Carlos Ruiz. I will raise you a dola- yeah. I will raise you a Carlos Ruiz for any of you Mike Zanino owners. I'm telling you right now,
1: eleven bucks for him in this. I mean, I'll I- take
0: the over/under <laughs> on uh, who gets more playing time when the season's over. Like
1: who's got more at bats? I'm going to go Ruiz on that. Talk one. about guys getting second and third chances. I mean, this guy is second a 190 third, I mean, uh, lifetime hitter. Holy I mean, he's got cow. some power, but he's a uh, Dave Kingman as a catcher. But um, yeah, that's that
0: would that's like a huge compliment, doesn't <laughs> yeah. you know? He can't even get Dave
1: Kingman. <laughs> right, right. So, so now you're going to be drafting today. What happens? Uh, after the draft. We go to Foley's and we get hammered. There, Usually you, that's go. there you go. No, you know, this is a great weekend. Mm-hmm. It's, a,
0: it's a great. It's fun. We get everybody over here. It's a great group of guys and girls who are doing this league. It's fun. It's a great community. It's a brotherhood, sisterhood of these these people who every year we, we kind of get together for this event. And it's just so much fun because everybody has the right attitude. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a fun league. And it's competitive at the same time. Everybody wants to win everybody has a good sense of humor for the most part and and outside of that like you know, it's, That's what it's about And I think because everybody gets it mm-hmm. It's such a fun weekend It's such a big event And I hope here in the coming years If we keep having the event here People can start coming out to it And hanging out and going to Foley's more And a lot mm-hmm. of people do They come out to Foley's and hang out afterwards Come out to Foley's tonight It's good Have a beer with us Joey, Frank Stanfield will buy you a beer <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are you the trash talker in the auction? No, I'm the silent assassin
0: uh, <laughs> Is there a trash talker I'm the this? sniper Corey, Corey, what am I in the auction? You did an auction with me last week On Saturday What am I? <laughs> Corey would be the trash talker Corey knows he was the one who ran that draft right? I told him just wait for me I'm going twice Do you know going twice.
1: That, that someone's going to come to you tomorrow And maybe look for a trade offer or Fred Zinke gonna-
0: I'm sure will have a trade waiting for me the, What time does the draft end?
1: 8.01 <laughs> If
0: the draft ends at 8 Fred Zinke will have a trade in your trade box at 8.01 Looking to make a deal and that's and that's Fred. It's game on.
1: And how aggressive are you in managing your team? Do you work the waiver wire a, hard? Do you it's a, balance make a lot of of, It's
0: a balance of both. It's mm-hmm. it's a balance of patience on the players you believe in, and not reacting poorly, mm-hmm. and making sure that Fred Zinky offers you a trade. You're very careful because mm-hmm. he's probably going to win it. Well, he good luck in good. your draft thanks, today. Guys. It's thanks been for awesome. Me here. Great stuff.
1: Uh, being on air with you. Thanks for uh, your insight. And uh, coming up is the fantasy executive Corey Parson. And friends, and uh, our coverage continues today. Tout Wars weekend, come out to Rock and Riley's.